highlighting tonight. If you didn't get the teaching notes, it's called The Sanctuary Shall Prosper. You can raise up your hand if you'd like those notes. And if we could just have a couple of you that are back there, our ushering team and others, just grab a couple of those. So if you didn't get the teaching notes, just raise up your hand and we'll get those to you. It looks like most of you got them, maybe just a couple. But I'm gonna um, just give a summary just of some of the things that the Lord has been highlighting, how they kind of weave together and and, uh, and how I see the Lord pointing us forward in particular as it relates to the prayer room in the next season. I wanna read this verse and then I'm gonna pray. My caffeine uh, jolt has lifted. So now, I, now that the false anointing is gone, you know, we need the, the real anointing, the Holy Spirit to come. I had this buddy that I always called the coffee, the false anointing. He's like, get that little coffee and you get that false anointing going, you know. Anyways. Ezra 6.14, Ezra 6.14. The Jewish elders, it says, they built and prospered through the prophesying of Haggai, the prophet, and Zechariah, these two prophets. So just note the, the terminology here. They built and prospered because of the spirit of prophecy that was moving in their midst, the increase of the Holy Spirit activity. They finished their building. They completed the assignment that was before them, their divine assignment before the Lord. They completed it, and it took those that were laboring, and it took the increased activity of the prophetic spirit to push them over the finish line. Holy Spirit, we come before you as a spiritual family. Lord, we ask for the increase of your presence. We ask for the hand of the Lord. We ask for the wind of your spirit to begin to blow upon this spiritual family in an increased way, the prayer movement throughout the nations. We ask you, Lord, that you would begin to increase a spirit of prophecy and Holy Spirit activity in our midst and in the nations. We ask you that our labors, Lord, would be energized by the wind of the spirit, that our prayer lives would be energized that our mission life would be energized, that our families would be energized, that our jobs and our marriages and our, our worship and our incense before you would be energized by the wind of your spirit so that we could complete the assignments that are in front of us. In the name of Jesus, amen. Well, we believe that we're entering a new season of the Lord that the Lord has in front of us. Paragraph A, there's been a dramatic shift. The whole earth has shifted in the last 18 months or so. And the Lord has had us on two 40-day fasts and a time of intentionally seeking him. And we're believing that the Lord is going to help us and that he is going to cause the mission, the assignment in front of this people, he is going to cause the priests that minister in the house of the Lord to prosper before him. Paragraph B, look down at that. The trajectory over the last 53 days or so, this goes back to March 1st. The Lord began to identify this Laodicean spirit that was operating. And for me, it caught me completely off guard. I had no idea how deep this lukewarm Laodicean spirit was operating in my life. The way that the desert fathers identified and talked about this Laodicean spirit was that it causes the heart to have a tendency to flee, to run away. And when we're confronted with our own 
spiritual barrenness, our own lack of love, our own lack of compassion and grace and humility. The heart has a propensity to run away or shut, shut down entirely. The Lord began to emphasize this at the beginning of March. Then on March 3rd, as Moira mentioned, referenced, Mike has an open vision in his office. He shared this publicly. You can go back in the archives and hear about that. He saw an open door, a, a door appear in front of him and begin to open to the realm of glory. And the phrase that came out of that was that if the people of God that are wrestling through this Laodicean spirit would open their hearts to Jesus, he would open to us a door to his glory. If we open our hearts to him, he will open to us a door into his glory and majesty. Then on April 2nd, Mike began to introduce to our spiritual family, though it's not the first introduction, he began to introduce what we're calling the Trinitarian conversation. It's the upper room discourse. It's the chapters of John 13 to 17 and this dynamic conversation that is happening in the Godhead and the Lord is calling us into fellowshipping with him in that conversation to talk to God about what God is like and allow the spirit of revelation to touch our hearts so that our heart begins to flow in fascination with him, as we begin to see God differently, see ourselves differently, see one another differently. We're gonna take many weeks to unpack the gold of John 17, or 13 to 17. <clears throat> then after that, on April 9th, Chris Reed came, and he gave us a riddle that morning, that Friday morning, the first time that we're meeting him kind of as a leadership team. He said, I got this word back in November of 2019. He says, when the prince will pass, it will be 418 at last. He said, just this morning, Prince Philip from the royal family over in the UK passed away. And the Lord is saying that the time of Luke 418 is now. I wanna suggest that you can look at paragraph C. I wanna suggest that in light of our upcoming May 7th anniversary, what is on my heart is that this unfolding story, this prophetic journey the Lord has us on is to reignite our hearts around our primary assignment before him as a spiritual family. And we'll talk about what that primary assignment is, but to say it in one sentence, it is to keep and maintain a 24-hour sanctuary before him. And there are many facets to that. There are many components to that from those that are involved full-time as their occupation to those that are involved part-time to those that visit, to those that sow into it, to those that support the families and communities and the neighborhoods and surrounding area through ministry and mission. But I wanna suggest to us that this May 7, as we're looking towards this just two weeks from now, is directly connected into this prophetic narrative that the Lord has in front of us. He sent us these prophetic messages along the way. Revelation 3, the upper room discourse of John, 
and this Luke 4.18 word, and many, many other things that the Lord has been emphasizing, but those three stand out to me. The Lord has been emphasizing this to us so that we do not lose heart and that we rise up with courage and a spirit of perseverance. Paul writes to Timothy in 1 Timothy 1 verse 18. He says, I charge you, Timothy, Look at this, I love this, because this has both individual and corporate application to us, but I'm mostly emphasizing the corporate application, but it has individual application to your own life. Paul says to Timothy that according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them, and the idea is that you would be inspired by them, that you would wage the good warfare, that the prophecies that have been given to us as a spiritual family and the ones that we've even experienced the last 50 days or so would directly relate to the people of God, in particular, those that have their eyes and their life set in the sanctuary of the Lord to fight the good fight, to have a spirit of perseverance and iron put within us so that we would begin to rise up with a new zeal and fresh faith. He goes on in verse 19 that Timothy would have faith because of the prophecies that were given. When the Lord releases a spirit of prophecy, when he gives us corporate words and signs and prophetic emphasis, it's so that we don't lose sight of the mission and the assignment that's in front of us. Some think that when the spirit of revival really comes and the outpouring comes, then all the labor of prayer and ministry and the drudgery and feeling the heat and the despair and the discouragement, that that all goes away all of a sudden because the spirit of prophecy is now here. It's like, let's get this show on the road. Let's pack out the stadiums. Let's bring in the dead bodies. Let's bring in the blind and the deaf. Let's get this thing going. And the Lord goes, well, there is an outpouring that's coming. And the stadiums really will be filled. And dead bodies really are going to be raised. I mean, not just one or two, but many of them are going to be raised. I firmly believe that. And there's gonna be, the blind are going to be healed. And there's gonna be miraculous signs and wonders and miracles and a spirit of prophecy and power and evangelism is gonna hit this city. But yet, even in that, God is after something to occur at the heart level within his people. He wants the prayer room to continue. He wants unceasing worship and prayer to continue. He wants on earth just like it is in heaven where the worship and the incense and the adoration of Yahweh and the Son and the Spirit, they do not stop day or night, night or day. The signs, the wonders, the miracles, those things will pass. They will pass. And the Lord has in front of us an assignment that we have confirmed over many, many, many years to keep charge of a sanctuary and to keep that incense flowing from that prayer room up before the throne, declaring and lauding the glory and the majesty of God and telling the principalities and powers that they're not gonna get any rest 
until justice is established in the earth, until that king comes and rules across the nations of the earth and Grandview notwithstanding. He's coming. And there's not a place that I know of on the earth that has given the demonic powers in their city no rest. But the evil one, he wants us to be quiet. He wants us to stop. And he, I'm gonna be a little bit presumptuous now because I haven't been sitting in on the uh, leadership meetings of the demons, but just bear with me for a second. I would guarantee that he would have us have some exciting meetings if that stopped. That if we could just get a little zip on the prayer, or excuse me, on the, on the Bible study and the teaching meeting and the weekend service, if, if that suffers and stops, then he's got an edge on us because his, his team, his troops, haven't been able to rest for the last 20 years because the name of Jesus is just going up, 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 day and night, night and day. The incense is arising and it won't stop. It won't stop at 6 a.m. or 6 p.m. or 3 a.m. It's not stopping. The Lord wants those that are called to be set watchmen before him to be free of this Laodicean spirit because this Laodicean spirit causes us to forget our assignment and our primary mission of ministry to God and get up and leave or become negligent concerning that primary assignment before him. That's why we've got to get free of it. That's why we've got to get delivered from it. Because no matter what's happening, whether we're bored or whether things are exciting down the road, the Lord has called many that are in this spiritual family to be before him, to minister the word to him unceasingly, and to cry out for the release of his spirit in the nations of the earth. He wants us to be lost in the realm of beauty and glory. You know, he just he wants his people to be absolutely fascinated with him. I like weekend services. I like preaching. I like the big gatherings. And I also like Monday morning when I get to go back to the prayer room. And I get to sit before the creator of heaven and earth, and I get to talk to him about what he's like through the word of God. He wants us to be fascinated and tenderized in this Trinitarian conversation. He wants us contending for the full promises of the spirit. Now look at this. The Lord releases a spirit of prophecy to directly strengthen the sanctuary before him. Ezra 5, verse one and two. The prophet Haggai and Zechariah, those are the two prophets, says that they prophesied to the Jews who were in Judah and Jerusalem in the name of the God of Israel who was over them. And so through their prophesying, look what happens. Zerubbabel rises up and he begins to build the house of the Lord, which is in Jerusalem. And the prophets of God were with them and they were helping them. As the Lord begins to increase the spirit of prophecy and angelic activity and the ministry of the spirit and the gifts of the spirit, there will be a commensurate strengthening of the house of the Lord. And I'm taking some license here to apply that. There will be a strengthening of the prayer room in our midst. We don't wanna just have exciting meetings 
and the prayer room lose steam and energy. Rather, we wanna interpret what's happening through the prophetic scripture and through what the Lord is emphasizing and through the increase of dreams and through the increase of miracles, we wanna interpret that as the Lord strengthening us as watchmen, as intercessors before him in the place of prayer and worship. Paragraph A, the Lord releases an increase of the spirit and an anointing on the people because they had despaired in their labor in the house of God. So when you're in a season of suddenly there's an increase of Holy Spirit and prophetic activity, it's so that the Lord can get the despair and the weariness off of his people so that they rise up and look at their assignment with fresh faith and passion again. The enemy wants nothing more to discourage his people. He wants nothing more than you to feel a spirit of heaviness and a fog would come over your mind and you would languish under the labor of your assignment, whether it's individual or corporate. So if you're in a spirit of despair and heaviness that's gripping you, know that it's the strategy of the enemy to get you out of alignment and to get your eyes off of what the Lord has a has called you to do. When the Lord releases the spirit of prophecy, the people of God, paragraph B, they rise up and they begin to build the house of the Lord. The resulting increase of the spirit's activity was to cause them to be reminded of their assignment. Why did God send you to this spiritual family? Why were you sent here? What was it that that drew you here. Some of you was 18 months ago. Some of you was 18 years ago. What did the Lord call you to do? Some of you he called to be full-time intercessory missionaries. Some of you he did not call you to do that. He called you to start a business. He, he called you to disciple young men and women. He called you to da, 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 whatever it was. What was it that he called you to do? And when the spirit of prophecy comes, just like this last season, we're to rise up and look at that assignment again and go, let's go. It's game on. And to begin to put our hand to that assignment with all fervor and diligence and not let up until we complete the assignment that is in front of us. Go to the second page. It says this interesting phrase, and I came across this looking at this verse in Ezra that the God of Israel was over them. And it reminded me just of a short dream that I had on April 11th about this spiritual family. And in this dream, there was the increase of Holy Spirit activity and the wind of the Lord was blowing all across all these different directions in relation to this spiritual family. I knew that it meant that the Lord was going to begin to increase that prophetic spirit in our midst. Interestingly, and this is what struck me in reading Ezra 5, interestingly, there was a covering that the Lord had put over us, and it was like this blue color, and it said, written on it, it said, the Lord. And his name was, was over us. 
And his name was a, a, a protection. It was a safeguard. It was a, it was a place of, of confidence and a refuge in the midst of the storm as the Lord was releasing his prophetic spirit to strengthen us for this season. I saw John Chisholm in the dream. I shared this with John. In the middle of everything, and he said this phrase in the dream. He said, we have no idea the amount of dreams that the Lord is about to release in our midst. Meaning there is yet even an increase of the prophetic spirit that's coming. I had this dream a couple days later. A brother in our community named Randy, he says, hey, I want to grab you for a minute. I said, okay. He goes, I started journaling my dreams, stewarding them because I got convicted that I wasn't doing it to the measure that I could be. He goes, I started journeying. He goes, since January, I've had over 150 significant prophetic dreams since January. He told me this two days after I had this dream about John saying that there was gonna be more dreams. We're dreaming about more dreams about more dreams. <laughs> I don't know what the Lord's doing. The Lord wants to strengthen our key assignments before us. IHOP KC, I believe, has five key ministry assignments. They're not our only assignments, but they're key ones that are germane to the sanctuary, to keeping that 24-hour sanctuary going. Number one, we are to maintain that sanctuary. Worship and intercession in the spirit of the tabernacle of David. And in that room, we're to contend for a great breakthrough of God's power that results in the church being awakened, that results in the harvest of souls all across the nations of the earth, that we are jealous for Jesus's inheritance, that everything that the Father has given the Son would be given to the Son. Every soul that has been given of the Father to the Son would be swept into the kingdom. We contend for God's purposes for Israel. The increase of the healing anointing for the sick and those battling infirmity and the release of God's justice in society. And the Lord has emphasized this verse from Ezekiel 44 to us many different times. There was this group called the Sons of Zadok. They kept charge of the sanctuary. The children of Israel and the nation at the time, they're going astray from the Lord, and yet these sons of Zadok, they kept the charge of the sanctuary even when things were challenging, even when things were good or bad, they kept the charge of the sanctuary. The Lord has given us a specific ministry assignment because every believer, both corporately and individually, has a ministry assignment that falls under two general categories to equip the church and to engage in the Great Commission. That is the overarching banner is to, as Christians, we're to build the church, which is Christ's body, using all of our gifts. Every person that's here has particular spiritual gifts that the Lord has given you. What are you supposed to do with them? You're supposed to build the church with them by strengthening other believers, by using your gifts to minister to others. And we're to engage in the Great Commission, which Jesus talks about in Matthew chapter 28. Now look at this. As members of one body, because we have Christ as the head, and we're the members of his body, each 
part of the body plays a specific role in accomplishing the desire of the Lord. The hand cannot do the work that the eye is doing. The eye cannot do the work that the foot is doing. And the Lord has given us a particular assignment as a spiritual family, not the only one, but our main one, is to keep a 24-hour sanctuary. And when the Spirit of the Lord begins to move in our midst, we're to interpret that as the Lord strengthening us for that particular work. Romans 12 verse four says that we have many members yet one body. But all members do not have the same function. One of the most beautiful relationships that we have, ministry relationships, is with YWAM. And we have partnered with YWAM. We have partnered with Every Home for Christ. We have partnered with many, many friends in the body of Christ. And the part that we play is that the Lord would release his power through that prayer room. We cry out that the Lord would release his power and anoint those ministries to do their assignments. We cry out for power to be released on the church in Kansas City so that every church, every congregation would be anointed of the Lord to fulfill the assignment that is in front of them. One ministry might be have an emphasis on feeding the poor. One ministry might have an emphasis on the brokenhearted and inner healing. One ministry might have an emphasis on reaching schools in the city and establishing mentoring and tutoring and all that. And our assignment that we play that others may not play in the way that we play it is to cry out for the release of the Holy Spirit so that the whole body of Christ comes short in no gift and they all walk in the fullness of mature love and they complete the assignment that is in front of them. That's what we've been called to do. And we're not gonna do all the ministries down the road. And they're not gonna do our assignment because we're not supposed to. And they're not supposed to do what we're doing. And that's okay. Why? Because we're all members of one body accomplishing the desire of Christ in our generation. And that's what we wanna see happen. We're called, number two, it's under paragraph B, to walk out the first commandment to call others to it, that the Lord would establish in the body of Christ the first commandment in the first place, that we would relate to Jesus as the bridegroom king and flow in intimacy with God. There are many other things there. Number three, we have an assignment from the Lord to raise up forerunner messengers who will proclaim Jesus as the bridegroom, as the king, and as the judge. And he has emphasized this to us many, many times. And it's an assignment that we have that another ministry may not have, and that's okay. But we have to take our assignments seriously before the Lord. And when the spirit of prophecy comes, when unusual spirit activity comes, these assignments must be strengthened, not weakened. Do you follow? Paragraph D, number four, we're to work with others to serve Jesus's purposes for Israel, the nation of Israel, in particular, the Jewish people. Not just those that are in only the land of Israel, but that is the primary focus. But that the Jewish people all across the earth would 
see and encounter Jesus as their Messiah. We want to see 100 million, 100 million intercessors raised up across the nations of the earth to contend for God's purposes for the nation of Israel. Paragraph E, we're to strengthen the praying church and influence the body of Christ to see the value and the power and the glory of prayer in a fresh way. And this is happening in many churches across the earth. And we're not to tell them, hey, you need to do this better, come do it our way. But we're, rather we're meant to come alongside and strengthen and encourage and bless and pray for that the body of Christ all throughout the earth and anywhere that they come in contact with us would be strengthened and encouraged to see and value prayer in the way that the word of God emphasizes. To summarize, paragraph F, the Lord has released a spirit of prophecy in our midst in an increased way. It's already been here, but it is increasing. And I am really convinced it's going to increase even more. I believe in the next two, three, four years, it is going to increase from what it is now. I would put money on that. Because the Lord wants us to not despair. He wants his people to be encouraged. He wants them to rise up, to look at their assignment in ministry, to look at their assignment in their family, to look at their assignment in their workplace. He wants his people to rise up and with zeal and faith say, I am not backing down from what the Lord has called me to do. I'm not backing down. We're approaching our anniversary on May 7th. And it's typically a time where we reflect on what's called the sacred trust. That's our commitment. Those that are full and part-time staff in the prayer room, that's the commitment to take their stand before the Lord and not back down. That they would do half of their work week in the place of prayer before the Lord. We see this as keeping charge of the sanctuary. And the Lord would remind us that the increase of the prophetic ministry in our midst and the swirl and the activity and the dreams and the words and, the, and all of it's gonna increase is to strengthen our hearts so that we look at that sacred trust and we go, Lord, this is the assignment that you've called me to and I'm not going to back down. I'm going to take my stand before you I am going to say no to other opportunities. I'm going to say no to last minute meetings. I'm gonna say no to things so that I can, in my, in my faithfulness before you, in my desire before you, in the privilege that I have to stand in the house of the Lord in this way, I am not going to back down from this. And we want this spirit of prophecy to increase all across our spiritual family and missions base. I'm contending in particular, though many areas, I'm contending in particular for the release of the increase on our singers, musicians, worship leaders, section leaders, intercessors. That the spirit of prophecy would begin to emerge stronger and stronger. That when singers open their mouths, they would release 
the word of the Lord, that angels would move, that demons would shift, that heavens would be opened up over regions, and that the spirit of God would be poured out, and that we would see an answer to our prayers. I want to invite Stuart to come out. Stuart, if you're there. I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna ask the Lord to help us. Lord, we find ourselves in this story that you're writing, this unusual season. The last 50 days, who knows what happens the next 50 days? I don't know. But we ask you, Lord, for this fresh faith to prosper in our assignment before you. A fresh faith would grip us. A fresh faith would lay hold of us. That there would be a fresh boldness on our prophetic singers in the prayer room. I'm asking for Joanna. I'm asking for a fresh boldness to rest upon her. I'm asking for Seda, a fresh boldness to rest upon her. I'm asking for our musicians. I'm asking for our worship leaders, those that are bearing the burden in the most intense way, six, two-hour sets a week, day after day, week after week, year after year. I'm asking for a fresh faith to grip the heart of this spiritual family, those that have set themselves before the Lord those that have given up opportunities, those that have given up families, those that have sacrificed, I'm asking for the wind of the Spirit to blow upon them, that you would make their words like fire. We ask that you would come upon the intercessors. I'm asking for Lillian and Moira and the Nunezes and many, many others. I'm asking for the fire of God to fall upon their spirits and that you would release a spirit of prayer in our midst, Father. That you would grip us. That we would be a holy people set before you. That we would come short in no assignment that you have for us. That we would persevere to the end and that we would be filled with all joy and gladness along the way. Release that spirit of prophecy. Let's just wait. Father, you said, <clears throat> it's not my might, not by power, but, but that it's by your spirit. Father, I ask you in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would strengthen your intercessors, strengthen your singers and musicians, 
with your spirit. Even now, Lord, strengthen your servants. Or we say grace, 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 grace. Grace, grace. Lord, we say grace to prophesy. Grace to prophesy in song. Grace to prophesy on the instrument. Grace to cry out to you in intercession. Grace to eat the scroll. Father, grace to sit at the table with you. We're waiting on the Lord. <clears throat> I'm feeling the fire of the Holy Spirit, the physical heat resting on me. And I know when that happens, the Lord wants to release that on others. So I'm going to ask the Lord to release the fire of the Holy Spirit. The fact it's resting on me, it's like a word of knowledge. He said, I'm going to release this. Then we're going to pray for those that the Lord's touching because the Lord's going to touch some. And, and by touching them, he's saying they have need of prayer tonight in this area. It doesn't mean that if he doesn't touch you in that way, you don't have need tonight. But the, the Lord wants to highlight some folks. So, Lord, here we are across this whole room. I'm asking for the fire of the Holy Spirit, that manifest presence. That's like burning heat to come and rest on them right now. We're not in a hurry. So we're waiting. It's intensifying on me right now. I'm going, whoa. So I know the Lord is uh, wanting to say, stay with us. Stay with us. If you feel fire or heat on you and it's the Lord, go ahead and stand up. Anyone in the room, when that happens, go ahead and stand up. We're going to wait for a few moments. More, Lord. I feel it burning in my abdomen really strong. Not that that's where it has to be on you, but more, Lord. A little bit of that, he's saying compassion. I'm going to release my heart and my compassion. Part of the compassion impartation is part of this singer intercessor calling. It really is entering into the heart of, of the Lord in compassion. We're going to wait longer. Lord, release fire right now. Fire, Lord. I'm not trying to make anything happen, but it's getting intense in me right now, so I know. Lord, saying, you just stay with us for a few minutes. More. More of your presence, Lord.
Just stay here. I'm going to ask for folks around them to go ahead and gather around them. We're going to ask for the Lord to increase what he's doing. <clears throat> Some of it is an increase. <clears throat> excuse me. I've been talking too much today. Some of it's an increase of intimacy, and some of it's an increase of compassion for the singer, musician, intercessor. Ezekiel 9 says, those that sigh in the presence of the Lord. Everyone that's standing up, go ahead and make sure some two or three people around everyone who is this fire is on, because we're going to ask the Lord to increase it even more. Lord, more. Let your fire come, Lord, more. An impartation of your heart, an impartation of your compassion across this room. Because when the Lord increases that, that opens doors for more activity of the Lord to move in our midst. And again, you don't have to feel it for the Lord to give you more tonight. But when you feel it, the Lord's putting like a neon sign, pray for this one tonight, pray for this one tonight. Now, just pray any verse that comes to your mind. Just speak it over them. Paraphrase the verse. You don't have to give the number or the, or the reference. Just pray a paraphrased Bible verse over them. Like one's coming to me right now. I'm looking at Benji. The Lord wants to show you his marvelous loving kindness. Psalm 17, 7. He wants to show you his marvelous loving kindness. It's that simple. That's just a verse. I'm looking at Benji. It comes to my mind. Marvelous loving kindness. He's going to make you marvel at it. In you and through you. He's going to do it in you. And he's going to do it through you to others. That's just a simple verse about mercy. I mean, just pray a, a paraphrased Bible verse over the person that you're laying hands on. <clears throat> The phrase is coming to me that Simeon and your eyes, so some of those are a little bit older, my age and up, that your eyes will see it in your day. Your eyes will see the glory in your day. That verse is coming uh, to me just as I'm looking over the room here. Your eyes will see it in your day. That's just a simple Bible verse. I just paraphrased it. But it's striking. If, if that's touching you in a particular way, just wave your hand real quick. Okay, so there's five or ten of you. That, my point is, simple Bible verse. That's all I did was paraphrase it. And ten hands raised up. It touches them specifically. Let's just wait on the Lord. Now remember, when we're in the room together, and if we're paying attention to the Lord, I don't mean we have to be real intense, but our, our mind is on Him. This becomes a sanctuary of the Holy Spirit. If, the, if, the, if a good number of us are, are paying attention we are a sanctuary, literally together, of the Holy Spirit. There's always going to be a few observers. But look around the room and just feel free to walk across the room and go lay hands on that one lady and pray a simple verse. The marvelous loving kindness of the Lord. Just go ahead and move around the room. Just look at someone and just, your favorite verse, pray it over them. I'm telling you, about 50% of the time, it's going to be the very verse God's dealing with them with, and you won't even know it. Let's go walk around. I, I, don't, I want a bunch of you. Just stick, get out of your chairs. We don't want to be stuck in our chairs. That's, that's one of the things we want to break free of in the ch church in our nation. We're stuck in our chair. You, you, move in the aisle. Move around. Pray your favorite verse over somebody that you like. 
Say, I don't know if this is prophetic, but here's my favorite verse. You're going to see tears flowing. You wait and see. And after you've prayed for someone for three or four minutes, then go pray for someone else. See, the, the enemy shuts us down when we have to say, thus says the Lord, or we claim it's prophetic. Because you might not know. Just pray what comes to you. And I'm telling you, after years of doing this, many times it's prophetic without you knowing it. But if you think it has to be prophetic, then you're going to be stalled out. You're going to be shut down, and you're going to be waiting and waiting till you hear an audible voice, and it doesn't come that way. Give expression to the impression. The Moira, what comes to mind for you is Revelation 4, 5, and the seven torches and the seven spirits. Bryce, uh, Psalm 146 over you. I see you standing right there in front of me. Don't put your trust in princes, nor in a son of man in whom there is no help. Verse 5, happy is he who has the God of Jacob for his help. Lord's going to make you limp and lean on him. You're going to find great joy and blessing in that process. The Lord's had you on that journey. I feel like the last couple months, your trust moving from other things that you didn't even know were there to the Lord. You'd be like Jacob, limp but lean on him. I'm gonna ask everyone in the room to stand up for a moment. I'm not gonna make you do anything you don't wanna do. Don't worry, I'm not gonna push you that way. But I find out when people stand up, they actually step out of the aisle quicker. <laughs> okay, now I want it a little bit informal. I don't want us to become chatty. Open your eyes, look around, and just look at someone and go pray a verse, paraphrase it. Just You don't have to know them or you can know them. It's something that comes to you, but Remember, you don't say, thus says the Lord, just pray the verse over them. And if it's the Lord, they'll look at you and go, that's the Lord. <laughs> Somebody pray for my wife here. Somebody give her some Bible verses. I want you to pray for her. Abby, you make sure you pray a verse over her, okay? Your favorite verse. Move around the room. Go ahead and walk around the room. Keep your eyes open. Look around. It's supernaturally natural. We just, we dial down, and it's just conversationally in the living room with the Lord, and the Lord moves on people. It's conversational. That's how the Lord is. There's a gal over here in a sweatshirt. You're looking at me right now. Yes, you. Behind the guy in the white hat. Wave your hand at me. Back there, one more back. The gal right here behind you in the, in the charcoal sweater. She's next to the lady in the red sweater. The Lord wants to, I think the Lord wants to touch you with the fire of his spirit. Yeah, now you're looking. The Lord wants to touch you with the fire of his spirit. He wants to show you his fire and the affections of his heart. Lord, increase your fire in this room, increase it. Release it in the name of Jesus. Just put a hand on her. Lord, we ask that you would touch your daughter, that you would reveal the fire of your affections. More, that you would more put your fire, hand Lord. On her. Now, increase your presence in this room, we ask. The spirit of burning would touch her heart in the name of Jesus. 
So Kevin Egan, you're the one I was looking at with the, your eyes are gonna see, like Simeon. Your eyes are gonna see in your day. I was looking at a few others, but that's, I was looking directly at you 10 minutes ago. When I, but a, a handful, it, when you pray just Bible verses over people, they literally are like prophetic arrows and you aim for somebody and it hits like the 10 people on the right and the left. It's really how it goes like that. It really does because we're a family and he's our father. So don't wait till they point you out. If a word registers in your heart, take it tonight and say, that's mine. <coughs> uh, Andy Hellstone, uh, Isaiah 62, 5, Hepzibah, the Lord's delight is in you. The Lord wanted to bring you into a greater understanding of his delight, both in your life and in your song. So Diane, did someone pray over you? I want someone to pray over her. Some might just go pray for that woman. I know, I want to pray for you. <laughs> I feel like somebody has an ache, an aching in their right ear. It's not a ringing, it's not a ringing, it's an ache in their right ear. Their ear is hurting. If that's you, wave your hand in your right ear. Okay, just get around, that's Michelle right there, and then Alex at the back. Just put a hand on them. Lord, we ask for your healing power in the name of Jesus to touch the right ear, remove the spirit of infirmity, and release your glory. In the name of Jesus, let the pain go. This hasn't lifted, I got this burning, it's intensifying, so even while you're praying, just stay open. Lord, increase the fire, the fire of the Spirit. Increase it in this, up on the uh, bleachers, all over the room, those on the web stream. Release fire, let them feel it. Because sometimes when we feel a manifestation, then we're more alert. We, then we say, Lord, what are you saying? So manifestations actually get our attention, so we pay attention more. Over in the back of the room, fire of the Holy Spirit. Fire, Lord. I release your fire right now, your manifest presence. Again, walk around the room. Don't be stuck in your row. I mean, it's okay if you want to stay put. That's cool. But feel free that, that things happen when you take a few steps and you say something to somebody. Just pray a verse that comes to your mind. Paraphrase it. Pray your favorite verse. They don't mind. You wait and see. The, I have seen this happen so many times. It's supernaturally natural. It's what it is. Lord, blow in this room just like a breeze right across this room. Lord, we take authority over the spirit of heaviness, the foggy brain, foggy thinking. We take authority over the spirit of heaviness, that foggy mindset that loves you, but they can't quite settle down on the inside. I take authority over the spirit of heaviness right now. And I ask for brightness, a, a moment of brightness to come and their mind gets clear. Somebody pray for Kirk. He never gets prayed for. He does all the praying. Somebody pray for this guy. Kaya, pray for this old guy, okay? Oh, yeah, he's your grandfather. Okay, go ahead. Just pray any verse that comes to you. Just say it over him. No, you, you like that, Simeon. No, that was for you. I was looking straight at you. Your eyes were closed. <laughs>
I want, to, I want us to get over the intimidation that if you pray a verse over somebody, you think you're, you, they're gonna think I'm trying to be an awesome prophet. No, they're not. They're thinking you're just trying to be a member of the family of God. You're just praying for somebody. You don't have to be amazing. It's very, very simple. It's really that simple. And every now and then real direct things come, but most of prophecy is simple like that. It really does move people. Daniel, I'm gonna pray for you real quick. Daniel Dan Brown, Brown, Daniel 12, 4. I'm gonna pray, it's coming to me, just pray for you that God would open the seal. He would unseal the book to you. That he would unseal the book. Daniel 12 to Daniel. As you're pressing into the Lord, the Lord is gonna meet you there. You're walking across, that verse comes straight to my mind. I'm looking at you, and I guarantee you that's, that's a word for you right now. fire lord this is a relaxed atmosphere we just stay in a relaxed atmosphere like this against that foggy thinking again. Lord, that you would lift the spirit of heaviness, that fog, that fog would lift. There'd be grace tonight that our minds would be clear where we could receive some thoughts from you. And I speak life to your mind, life to your mind. The devil lies to us day and night, night and day, day and night, night and day. He lies to us with our own lips He's lying to us by the things we say. Lord, I ask for reprieve. Give brightness to their mind tonight. Give those few moments of bright thoughts that come from the Holy Spirit. I want to say it again. Your eyes will see some of the elderly ones, my age and up, your eyes will see in your day. The word is Simeon in Luke 2. That's for a bunch of you. Your eyes will see. Some of you have been saying that verse to the Lord over the last few weeks. Your eyes will see. That just keeps coming to me. Judy Dowdy, my word for you is Mike Bickle loves you. That's it. <laughs> Let's move on the next. It's all that came. <laughs> the Lord loves you too. That's even way better. I got you a bunch of prayer tonight, man. <laughs> Look at this. 
He does. He prays for people all all the time, and not very many people pray for him. You owe me, Kirk. I love this. So Isaac, look at this room. That's that's the family. They're just conversationally blessing each other, dialed down, comfortable, not all hyped up, just loving each other, and speaking phrases beautiful music in the background <laughs> no it is it really is release your fire. Lord, more fire. We ask for prophetic dreams tonight. We ask for people to receive prophetic dreams tonight. I'm taking Isaac's word. In the dream, he told John Chisholm, more dreams are coming. More dreams are coming. Lord, we're a prophetic community. I ask for our children, our spouse, our parents, our siblings, our friends. More dreams, multiplied words from heaven. Simple ones, profound ones. Speak to us tonight, tomorrow night, Sunday night, dreams from heaven. Lord, I'm asking for those that feel under increased spiritual attack, demonic attack, sickness, anxiety, fear, children, families that are under attack. Lord, I ask Psalm 91 that he who dwells in the secret place of the Almighty shall abide under the shadow of his wings. We ask for your wings to be spread out across this spiritual family. We ask for the tower of strength and refuge. We ask that you would rebuke the pestilence and the devourer. We ask for your protection 
your healing power, that you would rise up, O oh God, on behalf of your people, and that you would rebuke the evil one, that you would cause the evil one to be driven away as smoke, that suddenly there would be a breakthrough of the Spirit, there would be peace, there would be rest within homes, there would be rest at night. Lord, arise over your people. Spread your wings over your people in the name of Jesus. got uh, Psalm, uh, sorry, Proverbs 25, verse 2. It's the glory of God to conceal a matter. It's the glory of kings to search it out. That increased kingly anointing on you to search things out, to get the understanding of the deep things of God concerning his word. Father, I ask you, Lord, that you would release an increase of that spirit of revelation that kingly spirit to search things out in Jesus' name. Father, touch Nola Wood with a spirit of clarity and understanding and a spirit of counsel and a sound mind would rest upon her and her whole household. Lord, I ask you for your spirit to rest upon her in an increased way. Father, touch Patrick, your beloved one, He doesn't even know that I'm talking about him right now. He's standing on the bleachers, Patrick. Your beloved son, Lord, touch him. Let your hand rest upon him. Confirm his identity in you as a son and as a part of the family of the Most High, that he has a seat at the table and that you've prepared a place for him and that you will cause the work of his hands to prosper before you, and that what he does in the name of the Lord and under the hand of the Lord would prosper and not fail. Release your spirit and anointing upon Patrick in the name of Jesus. Touch him, Lord. And Jess Gerstard, book of Ezra just came right across my mind that the grace of the scribe is on you to open up the scriptures to instruct those that are around you that Daniel 11 that you will be like the ones who will instruct many Jess yeah. yes I, it, it's, as he was saying that I saw the word scribe flash through my mind I didn't even know he was praying about you and then you just prayed that yeah. same thing so yes Lord release that Scribe anointing upon Jess in the name of Jesus.
this brother that's walking out of the room, he's in a gray sweater. He's now turning, yeah. I, I, I saw the, the, the name Phil, Philippians. I feel like it's Philippians 1.9 over your life. That you would increase and abound and that the Lord would cause your love for him to abound. So in the name of Jesus, I ask for the Philippians 1.9 anointing on this brother's life to touch him in a profound way and that his cup, the cup of his heart would overflow in excess with the love of Jesus, that it would pour out. I see the Lord pouring you out on others. The love of God would permeate your soul, fill you and satisfy you, that you would be satisfied with the things of God and the love of God would fill your life and overflow in the name of Jesus. Release that over my brother. Uh, for the, uh, the brother over here with the black t-shirt. Yeah, you're looking right at me. Uh, Matthew 16, you know, the Lord tells Peter that upon this rock I'll build my church. I just, I just had the sense that like Peter, you will be a rock and that the Lord wants to use you to bring stability in unstable situations that comes to the revelation of Christ and Isaiah 33, that wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of the times. But again, the biggest thing that I'm just hearing for you is that you will be one who will bring stability in many, many situations. You are a rock. The Lord calls you a rock. and an impartation of strength to you and to your family and that uh, the boots had to do with being able to tread upon the serpents and scorpions and you were like walking and, and I think it has to do with 
uh, or the release of an authority over the demonic and over the assault of the, uh, of the assignment of the enemy against you and against your family. So, Father, I ask in the name of Jesus for the release of power and strength on my brother and upon his wife and their children, Lord. We ask you for the release of your anointing upon them that no evil spirit would have its way with them that he would walk upon, he would tread upon the serpents and scorpions, as your word says, that there would be a fresh anointing upon him, a fresh confidence from the Lord would rest upon his life. In the name of Jesus. remind you of your royalty to him he's given you royalty strength dignity he wants to remind you of that your faith and confidence in Christ would increase I see the delight of the father on you the delight of the one that would share in his royal court with you and bestow that honor and that dignity upon you. I just keep seeing those words over your life. Dignity, honor, kingship, authority. So Father, release that on my brother in the name of Jesus. I ask you for the increase of faith on his heart and his life. You would crown him. Set him apart for your purposes, Lord. Give him strength, an increase of strength on the inside in the name of Jesus.
Uh, to the gentleman over here standing in the aisle with a checkered shirt, sir, sir, right there. And hey, just uh, real quick, it's just a Song of Solomon 2-1. That's, that's all I got for you. Miss Laura right here sitting on the front row, Diane's mama. I just heard the, just the depression of the, the Lord saying of you, the Rose of Sharon. That's how he sees you, the Rose. I just love that, love that about you. Rose of Sharon in our midst. Lord, thank you for Miss Laura, in Jesus' name. Forgive my lack of Bible knowledge, but uh, Song of Solomon 2.1 is the Rose of Sharon. I didn't even know that, so he got that word for him. Anyway, fun times.
fire know that your hair is white as wool I know that your voice sounds like waters Jesus, you're beautiful Oh, know that your eyes are like flames of fire know that your hair is white as wool I know that your voice sounds like waters Jesus, you're beautiful Jesus, you're beautiful. Jesus, you're beautiful. Jesus, you're beautiful. Jesus, you're beautiful. Your eyes are like flames of fire. I know that your head is white as wool. I know that your voice sounds like waters. Jesus, you're beautiful. I know that your eyes are like flames of fire. I know that your head is white as wool. I know that your voice sounds like waters. Jesus, you're beautiful. Jesus, you're beautiful. Jesus, you're beautiful. Jesus, you're beautiful. Jesus, you're beautiful.